Hi, I'm Jay John. Welcome to the Just Ten series here in London. We're looking at God's Ten Commandments and we are going to focus on the fifth commandment, honour our mother and father. And the title is How to Keep the Peace with Our Parents. What a title. How to Keep the Peace with Our Parents. Did you know that insanity is hereditary? <laughs> you can catch it from your children. <laughs> a science teacher introducing the subject of magnets said, I begin with an M and I pick up things. What am I? And one little boy put his hand up and said, a mother. <laughs> the definition of a father. A father is a man who carries photographs in his wallet where his money used to be. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? The first couple of years of you know, having a, a baby and a child, we, we long as parents, don't we, to say, oh, say mummy, say daddy, say mummy. <gasps> They've said mummy, oh, they've said daddy. Oh, take a step, take a step for daddy. And then they take a step and this is a great landmark. And then we spend the rest of our lives saying to them, shut up and sit down. <laughs> the fifth commandment states this, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God gives you. Exodus 20, verse 12. Good families make a healthy society. But how do we honour our father and mother when our parents continually criticise our appearance, our choice of career, our partner, and how we raise our children? and how often we visit them. When our parents begin to decline in health and they require more from us than we are able to offer. No matter how strained our relationships are with our parents, however strained they are, there is always the possibility of improvement. So, how do we keep the peace with our parents? Here are some principles which I hope you will find helpful. Principle number one, honour our parents by accepting them. Please repeat, honour our parents by accepting them. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, verse 22, listen to your father who gave you life and don't despise your mother's experience when she is old. In other words, don't tune them out. God is not asking us to pretend that they are perfect when they are not. Despite our parents' many faults, and failings, we are instructed to honour them. Now, in a court of law, we address the judge as your honour. Now, that has absolutely nothing to do with their personality. We are respecting their position. 
Principle two, honour our parents by appreciating them. Principle two, honour our parents by appreciating them. You see, acceptance is saying, I accept you in spite of your negatives. Appreciation says, I respect your positives. Now, even if we find our parents difficult, we can still appreciate them for their effort. Parenting is difficult, time-consuming, demanding responsibility, and parenting is costly. Those of us that are parents, do you agree? Costly. A boy presented his mum with a bill. This is what it read. Hoovering the lounge, one pound. Washing up, one pound. Taking out the rubbish, one pound. Total bill, three pounds. So the mother gave her son a bill. And here's the bill. Washing up and ironing your clothes for 10 years, 10,000 pounds. (laughs) Buying and preparing all your meals, 20,000 pounds. Nursing you day and night for three months when you were sick, 10,000 pounds. Total bill, I love you. Let's appreciate our parents for their effort and their sacrifice. Principle three, honouring our parents by affirming them. Honouring our parents by affirming them. The Bible says this, Proverbs 3 verse 27, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. Acknowledging what they're doing right. This is the only commandment that does not last a lifetime. A day will come when we will not be able to make amends. It is tragic that some people give honour to their parents at their funeral when it's too late. No degree of expense put on a funeral is equal to a thank you, a visit, a letter, a phone call, while they're still alive and we have the opportunity. When they die, it's too late. Principle four, we honour our parents by not abandoning them. Principle four, we honour our parents by not abandoning them. Now, how to juggle our ageing parents' needs with our own responsibilities is a complex problem for many people. But it's important to offer some support and assistance in their old age. We honour our parents by not abandoning them, but by accommodating them in some positive and practical way. 
A woman lived with her husband and two children in a very small hut in a very rural community in a developing country. But her husband's parents became seriously ill. So they had to take in the parents into their small hut. The wife despaired. So she went to see the very wise local chief and explained to him her dilemma. The chief said, do you have a cow? She said, yes, I do have a cow. He said to her, what I want you to do is to put the cow in the hut with your parents, with your children, and with your husband, but leave the cow in there for a week and come and see me. So she went back after a week. He says, how is it? She says, it's unbearable. He says, right, leave the cow in the hut. Do you have any chickens? Oh, yes, I do. How many? Six. He says, put the six chickens in the hut with the cow, with the parents, with your husband and with your children. Come and see me in a week. Goes back in a week. How is it? She says, it's worse. It's worse. It's unbearable. The wise elder said, now, remove the cow and remove the chickens and come and see me in a week. So she did. He said, how is it? She says, it's heaven. (laughs) You see, it's all relative, isn't it? A word to children. The fifth commandment does not say, humour your father and mother. Sometimes teenagers are with their friends and they will say, I hate my parents. Well, we sometimes don't like you either. (laughs) Now, if if you walk into the kitchen and your parents stop talking, that means they were talking about you. And we tend to feel that it is childish to show affection to our parents as we get older and we become very self-conscious and we abandon affection in very revealing ways, like deliberately walking around some piece of furniture to avoid getting near our parents. And particularly when it's done and you've got visitors, it's obvious and it really hurts. Remember, parents are people with feelings like you. Teenagers hate it when parents repeat things. They hate it when we repeat things. Well, if you did it the first time, we wouldn't have to repeat it. If you listened the first time, we wouldn't have to repeat it. So can I just say to any of the young people here, if your parents say something, just acknowledge it. I heard you. Because if you kind of just cross your arms and look like that, they think you're on drugs. (laughs) So just acknowledge it. I've heard you. Now, a word to parents. 
This commandment works both ways. Yes, it says children have a duty to honour their parents, but parents should be worthy of honour. So it works both ways. There were some children shouting in their bedroom. And the mother went in and said, what are you shouting about? They said, we're not shouting, we're just playing mummy and daddy. <laughs> One of the best ways to correct children is to correct the example we are setting for them. Who is our model for parenting? Who is our model for parenting? There's only one parent that has ever been perfect. That is our Heavenly Father. The key to being good parents is to treat our children the way that God treats his children. How does he treat his children? One, God listens to us. The Bible says in Psalm 145, verse 18, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. What a contrast we are so often. One teenager said, home is the place where you can say whatever you want to. No one will be listening to you anyway. <laughs> and it's tough to be a teenager. Half the adults tell them to find themselves and the other half tell them to get lost. <laughs> God listens to us. We need to listen to our children. Secondly, God understands us. And a common complaint children have about their parents is they don't understand me. The Bible says in Proverbs 24 verse 3, a house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. Michael, our firstborn, he went to drama school. When he was young, I remember there was one day I drove him to the drama school and we, we arrived and as we arrived and parked behind this other car, we could see that there was a bit of action in front. So we were like, oh, let's look and see what's going on. So I kind of put the window down and we were both observing. And the father was outside the, the car door shouting to his daughter, you're going. And you could hear this shout, I don't want to go. And he's going, you're going. She's like, I don't want to go. And then he grabbed her by the hair and he's, yeah, he's pulling her out of the car, pulling her hair. And she's screaming. So I got out of the car and I went up to him and I said, excuse me, I, I don't think she wants to go. <laughs> And he said, beep, 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 off. <laughs> and I said to him, if this is what you're doing in public, what are you doing in private? 
I said, if you don't let her go, I will ring the police. A carpenter works with the grain, not against the grain. Now, of course, I don't know the details of that story. I, I don't know what was going on. But of course, that's not the way to get the girl to drama school. Would you agree? Bit inappropriate. The proof that we understand our children is that we are patient with them. An exasperated father said to his teenage son, when Winston Churchill was your age, he worked hard all day and studied his books at night. So the teenage son replied, yes. And when he was your age, he was the prime minister. To be like my heavenly father, I need to understand my children. Two of the best things we can give our children are roots and wings. Are we perfect? No. But God accepts us. Whoa, God accepts us. That's called grace. God wants us to exercise grace with our children. We tend to reject our children when they don't meet our standards as if we were the standard. We need to demonstrate honesty. Don't imply perfection and admit it when we are wrong to our children. I remember there was one day, Sunday, we just sat down as a family to have Sunday lunch. Literally just sat down and the doorbell went. It's like, who on earth is calling now? You know, you don't kind of call at 20 past one. Who is it? So Killy went to go and see and we're kind of listening from the kitchen and she opened the door and I said, oh goodness, it's that guy who talks out of his backside. <laughs> but my wife, being a compassionate, gracious, loving woman, invites him in. <laughs> invites him in, brings him in and says, oh, come and join us for Sunday lunch. And my son Michael said, ah, oh, you're the man that talks out of your backside. <laughs> You know those moments? We've all been there. Like, there's no way out of that. You, you just can't get out of that. I remember after lunch, I said, Michael, you and I need to talk. <laughs> We're going to the lounge. I said, I said, Michael, you know, what you said to that man was true but you got the timing wrong. <laughs> but Daddy was wrong to say that. Daddy should never have said that. And I had to apologise to him, because it was my fault. Keep our promises. Bitterness in families is often caused by broken promises. You promised we would go to the park. I know, but... If you say you will do something, do it. If you say you will not do something, then don't do it, even if it's difficult. You see, 
God listens to us. God understands us. God loves us. He loves us. And the Bible is full of examples of God's love for his children. How do we express love that our children can understand? Well, I think it's through affection, through affirmation, and through attention. How often do we just sit with our children and just give them attention? Listening with our ears and our eyes and letting them set the timetable. Many people claim that the family is the most important thing in life, but surveys show that most people put their careers, their personal freedom, and their possessions before family responsibilities. Most parents spend less than 15 minutes a week speaking with their children. That's a fact. Just process that statistic. Most parents spend less than 15 minutes a week speaking with their children. It is easier to build children than to mend broken adults. God listens to us. God understands us. God loves us. God disciplines his children. He disciplines his children. And we read in Hebrews 12 verse 6, the Lord disciplines those he loves. And it is a sign of God's love when we are disciplined. I love you, but sometimes I don't like your behavior. And there are too many parents who tie up their dog at night and let their children run loose. And some families can trace their ancestry back 300 years, but they can't tell you where their children were last night. Listen to this from the Bible. Proverbs 13, verse 24. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. Disciplining our children tells them we care how they act. We do care. And discipline provides a structure of safety until the child has enough structure in their character to not need it. And since nothing is more crumbly than parental credibility, don't lay down any rules you are not prepared to enforce. Parents can discipline children best by being disciplined themselves. A word to those of you who don't have parents. The Bible says in Psalm 27, verse 10, even if my father and my mother abandon me, God will hold me close. And Jesus said in John 14, verse 18, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. See, God longs to comfort us and to heal us. Now, I am aware What I've said has probably stirred 
feelings of regret and guilt in some of you. Some of your parents may have died and you may have sensed a violation of this commandment only subsequently, possibly even now. If so, you can be assured of God's forgiveness. In Romans 12, verse 18, we read this. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. You know, if you have recognised wrong attitudes towards your parents, then as far as it lies within you, keep the peace. Forgive your parents. Receive forgiveness from God and forgive yourself. 2,000 years ago, a father gave up his son so that we can be adopted into the family of God. And he wants you and he wants me to know that whatever our experience of family, he will be the perfect parent. God loves each one of us as if there was only one of us. This is the God who loves each one of us. It's like, how does he do that? He does it. He does it because he loves us. If you don't know God as your father, you can know him. Why don't you pray this prayer along with me to reach out to God, to experience his forgiveness, to experience his new life and have a hope for the future. Pray this prayer. Father God, I know I have broken all your commandments and I thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. I ask you now to come into my life Come in by your Holy Spirit. Set me free from the past. Fill me with your presence, your peace and your power. Help me from this day on to build my life on you. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen. Just 10 by J. John. Relaunched and reimagined. Just 10 is a 10-session series to explain the Ten Commandments and their relevance today. With free video resources for churches and small groups and a re-released book to help you go deeper. Take time to unpack how each of us can live by these timeless principles today. Visit just10.org to find out more.